Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, uh, metal, punk and hardcore adjacent music that people submit to us and uh, give our honest takes on what we hear. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't. It's important to recall that we are not professional critics in any regard. This is not really a traditional review show. We're not trying to convince you of anything. We just uh, want the opportunity to put new music in your ear, and we are dicks, so we can't help but to uh, talk about it um, when we listen to it, because we are loudmouths with a lot of thoughts and a lot of shit to say. Uh, We encourage you to support stuff that you enjoy by purchasing physical copies from the band when that's possible, by going and seeing bands, now that that is a possibility again. And uh, beyond that, there's not really much to the show. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and we get through between five and seven of them usually. Um, Up top this week, if there's uh, any extra ambient noise, um, it is supposed to storm sporadically throughout the course of the evening. We were just getting pummeled over here with some loud thunder. And uh, Nate, you were just getting some hail. So apologies in advance, but... You know, it is what it is. We can't, uh, for as much as we can affect change in this world, we certainly don't have the power to sway Mother Nature. So, Well, actually, we do very much so collectively, right? Well, yeah, yeah. sure. But in, in this particular instance, on, an, on a case-to-case basis. I, I would say that we are probably Mother Nature's worst enemy. Yeah, I would say so. Right. Uh, or you could, you could also look at it through the lens that... Uh, We've mastered Mother Nature long ago, and all of this is just scalar weapon technology utilized by uh, the the deep state. DARPA, you never know, man. What what are those knuckleheads getting up to? It's been right. quiet for a while, hasn't it? Yeah, that's ex- that's exactly right. that's exactly it. So, um, this this all could just be scalar weapons technology testing, so that they can eventually unleash it in mass and uh, obviously manufacture fake global cataclysm in order to uh, set the world up, the pieces up, the dominoes, uh, let them fall where exactly where they plan for them to, you know? Well, I don't, I don't think they're waiting anymore. They're doing it. Yeah. They're, this I, is I impro- think they're, they're doing it, right? It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a robbery in progress, right? Yeah, for it's sure. It's a homicide in progress for sure. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, so do you, I, I thought, no, going into this episode, I had something specific. Oh yeah, that's right. I wanted to say, if you ordered histamine tapes, I need to start taking notes beforehand, like every other podcast of our size or similar does, um, so that I actually have like well thought out talking points ahead of time. And I'm not just scrambling to like access the deep recesses of my fucking memory as I'm recording the episode. Wait, I'm confused by the phrase, our size or similar. Does that imply that more popular podcasts don't take notes. No, I'm or... saying like, uh, I'm saying pot. I, I guess I would, I, I should rephrase and say podcasts of our listenership and upwards, you know what yeah. I mean? There begins, <laughs> there begins to emerge a, a certain formula, a certain professionalism that we have yet to adopt here. Well, at Demolition. we're punks, right? That's, that's right. What I can mean, you we've, estab- we've established that once you turn a corner, right? Right. So, you know, for sure. Uh, nonetheless, I think maybe I could do so, a little housekeeping to make this run a bit smoother. Um, so, yeah, I was going to say uh, to anybody who ordered histamine tapes, I have gotten out basically all of the orders um, at this point. The only ones that didn't go out were the ones that also ordered a cold brats tape because in the move I, uh, I had neglected to pick up the cold brats tapes from my old house. So I had to go pick those up. So yours should be going out tomorrow or Tuesday. And then I think I've heard back from the vast majority of our uh, Patreon subscribers now with their addresses. So those should be going out Monday or Tuesday as well. And uh, if you haven't checked your Patreon messages yet, please do, because I think we still got about 
like 10 or so stragglers that have yet to send me over their shipping shipping information. Um, so uh, hit me up so that I can get that back, get those uh, sent out to you. Um, and uh, thanks again to everybody who's picked up histamine tapes so far. Thanks to everybody mm-hmm. who's uh, picked up cold brass cassettes who didn't get them the first time around. Uh, we, we genuinely really appreciate that. And I'm, I'm psyched that, uh, that people are stepping up and supporting what we do and that we're, we're able to put more uh, good music in the area. That's really uh, a thing that brings me genuine pleasure, which not a whole lot of things do. So thanks to everybody who's uh, supporting that endeavor. Um, beyond that, I don't have a whole lot of updates. I can say that, um, one of my upstairs neighbors, the SoundCloud rapper, Jay Glock, um, he and the other resident had a lover spat and Jay Glock rode one of those rentable scooters, uh, into the sunset and did not return. He'll be Uh, back. I, you know, maybe I'm not so sure. There's, There's no way, there's no way that dude's not coming back. Right. Well, the, there's no way. I think so. The funny thing is, even though on on its on its face, you would think that Jay Glock was really like the problem resident. None of the problems have uh, ceased since Jay Glock has been gone, which is about a week now. Of course um, they have. So, so it seems like maybe the 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 more unassuming of the two upstairs residents is actually the one who's perpetrating the most uh, the most heinous violations against our living conditions. No, so so here's the thing, though. He's not unassuming, right? Like Jay Glock apparently is the loud mouth, right? He's the loud mouth heartthrob, right? Sure, yeah, he's uh, he's coming home and putting the wood to his to his boyfriend. There. <laughs> Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know, but you know, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Jacob. Jacob was there first, right? That's true. Yeah. Jacob is the, is the nucleus of of the problem, right? right he is the seed sure. that sprouted the, the vile tree itself, right? Yeah, that's true. So a branch has been pruned, but the main trunk is still there. The roots are still there. Right. Jacob's still there. Jacob's friends are still going to be coming over, right? Mm-hmm. And I fucking guarantee you, by the time we record this next week, you will definitely see whatever the fuck his name is. I can, Jay Glock? Jay Glock, yeah. (laughs) You'll definitely see him again. (laughs) We'll we'll see. We will see. (laughs) I guess a little gentleman's bet. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, I actually had a knock on uh, Homeboy's door the other day at like midnight and say, hey man, um, if this shit doesn't doesn't stop i got half a mind to beat the fucking brakes off you right now <laughs> um because he was smoking cigarettes in the house and we were smelling it through our vents like we lived in a cheap motel um and i was like no nope, that's uh i'm good on that man that's the <laughs> that's kind of the last straw so yeah. uh he went i went upstairs and um he looked me straight in the face and said i'm not smoking in here as he opened up his door and a column of smoke rolled out <laughs> you should have called the fire department then <laughs> yeah, man. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, uh, I'm, I, I suspect that a fire may have been started upstairs in the duplex I live in. You might want to go up there and check on him. Um, yeah. Also, the the upstairs resident may have lost consciousness, so just kick the door down. That's right. Um, yeah. But yeah, but miraculously, even though he wasn't smoking up there uh, and swore up and down that he was he was not doing that, um, in the days that have followed, we suddenly aren't smelling smoke inside anymore. So. Fun, an interesting coincidence how those two things just happen to overlap it'll start back up trust me oh i'm sure i'm sure it will how, how long how long uh did the landlord say that they're giving this guy a, a, a basically probationary run at this uh till the till the end of this month technically his lease is six months though so 
Yeah, you got him. You got him for another six, for sure. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm. That's kind of what we've resigned ourselves to is that that uh, that brutal fact. But yeah, it's yeah. gotten it's gotten a little bit better. But like we're fully expected for there to we're fully fully expecting there to be uh, various flare ups in the in the coming months for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, my neighbor installed an air conditioner, so his windows are always closed now, and ah. I can't. All I can hear is this metallic howling filtering through the din of the rattling air conditioner's <laughs> window. It sounds like it sounds like the air conditioner itself is in the throes of agony, but it's really the insane madman screaming at all hours of the fucking day and night on the other side of the window. <laughs> well, it's kind of a bummer that like what he's actually saying is, is obscured by the AC unit. Yeah, it is. It is a fucking bummer. Um, I was really looking forward to, uh, now, you know, I was really looking forward to him fucking poking his head out and trying to give me some fucking, you know, come to Jesus moment or something like that. That's the kind of interaction, the na- the kind of neighborly interaction that I hope for. For sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, now it's just this haunted air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than nothing. At least you still got a, at least you still got a little something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure Tiff's are really fucking happy about it, too. <laughs> yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah, she sure is. So, um, all right, cool. Well, uh, on that, uh, you want to jump into the uh, the queue for this week and, and get it popping? Sure, let's do it. All right, cool. So first up, we have got Twin Girls. This is a submission by Blake Hatherley. Um, he described this as being 90s college rock in the vein of Guided by, Guided by Voices and Built to Spill. Two bands I like a whole lot. Two bands uh, whose imitators I don't like as often, but occasionally do very much enjoy. So we'll see how this is if we land on it. Then we have got Mundo Primitivo. This was sent in by Anthony from Gel, the one and only. This is a uh, newer release on Static Shock Records, which to me uh, indicates that it probably fucking rips, but I have not listened to this yet. Then we have got Castillo with one with their uh, self-titled single-sided 12-inch. This was sent in by Grant Williams. Uh, he described this as oi influence ripping hardcore. I've seen a few people dig up in this. This is on uh, Mendeco Discock out of Vietnam. We've had a couple releases by them on the show before. Then we have got Kidnapped with Nowhere is Sterile. This was sent in by John Fett. He just described this as uh, kind of fastcore and PV-influenced um, hardcore out of Connecticut. Um, kind of in the vein of Regional Justice Center and says that they've been around for a while, but that this is uh, by far his favorite release of theirs so far. I think I've maybe seen this name around, maybe just from John sharing it, but I don't believe I've listened to them before. Then we have got Mitternacht with Blasphemous Warfare, their demo. This was sent in by Eric Becker, who evidently, um, he indicates that we, uh, we listened to one of his previous bands on the show and uh, it resulted in uh, a pretty uh, brutal roasting. Um, so what, what band was it? I can't, he didn't indicate which band it was and I'm, I'm interested to find out. So, uh, Eric, if you listen to this episode, write us and let me know. Cause I, I would be, uh, I would be interested to find out which band you were in that we roasted. Um, yeah. And we won't dig up those bones. It's, I'm just curious. Yeah, for sure. I'm just curious for just for, for, uh, my, you know, personal, personal enjoyment. Um, but, uh, he said, this is, uh, I think it's a solo black metal project that he says, uh, very much wears its influences on his sleeve. 
Then we have got Ovaltine with Help Yourself. This was sent in by Amos Helvey. Um, he he name dropped some stuff um, that that definitely perked my ears up. Slint, Lungfish, things of that nature. Uh, Red House Painters, things I like, but again, um, it's something that needs to be kind of really dialed in for me to enjoy the imitators of. Uh, it's a it's a form that is um, off attempted and rarely emulated to to any sort of um, high degree of effectiveness. Then we have got Wish to Dream with their self-titled demo. This was sent in by Rusty, who also is uh, Wish to Dream. This is uh, a solo project of his. Uh, I think his friend Rob plays drums on it. But other than that, he writes and performs everything else on this. Um, he was telling me about this. It's uh, evidently in the vein of the later era Uniform Choice and Unity Records, which Rusty unironically thinks are better than the early stuff. <laughs> okay. um, this is named, in fact, after a... After a um, a uh, uniform choice song that appears on the LP Staring at the Sun, um, which is not a good record, but uh, we're going to see if Rusty manages to, to pull it off regardless. Then next up, we have got Sist, or S-I-S-T. I imagine they want you to pronounce that Sist. This was sent in by Nicholas B. Sales, who is in the band. The release is Evil. Um, they're a band from New Jersey who we actually had on the show uh, a while back. Uh, we had... They sent in, I think, what was their demo or debut EP, Living, um, that he said was more trying to do kind of traditional hardcore stuff. I, I'm going to be frank. I don't remember what this sounds like, really. But mm. he says that they've been listening to a shit ton of butthole surfers and that this new release reflects that. Then we have got Hellgrazer with their uh, a pre-release for their upcoming demo. This was sent in by the one and only Catfish Jones, who is in this band. Okay. Uh, he does guitar and vocals in this band, so he sent this over to us. They are a band from Portland, Oregon, and I don't really know anything else about them other than that features the uh, the famous Catfish Jones. All right, well, I think I know who Catfish Jones is. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> me too. It's probably the person who is named Caleb Jones on yeah. guitar and vocals. No, I mean in the picture. Oh, you think you know? I think I know, but we'll wait and see. Oh, we'll, yeah, uh, I think I know who Catfish Jones is. You know which one Catfish Jones is. I know who Catfish Jones is. Okay, and then last up, we have got Big Shot with their self-titled debut EP. This was sent in by Jake Reyna, who does vocals in this band, I believe. And uh, he says they are a new Hudson Valley, New York hardcore band, um, which has produced a whole lot of hardcore in recent years that I'm very into. So we'll see if this is uh, in the lineage of that stuff. So uh, let's roll the dice, see what's up first. Three. All right, three is Castillo. Um, you can find this on the Mendeco Discock Bandcamp, and I believe it is pretty high up towards the top. This is a, a fairly a fairly recent. Oh no, actually, you know what? This came out quite a while ago. This came out in June of uh, of last year, but nonetheless, Ooh. it's like the fourth back on here, um, June twenty yeah. fourth of last year. So, um, Ooh, just just, just making the cut. Just just making the cut. Yep, for sure. Um, I think that, uh, I think that Grant may have suggested a particular song, but I'm going to tell you what, I'm not going to look up his email to check. Um, they have the first song queued up to play and I trust their intuition. So we'll just go with that. So we're going to listen to faded memories by Castillo off of their self-titled 12 inch.
Okay, we just heard the song Faded Memories by Castillo off of their debut self-titled 12-inch on Mendeco Discock. Um, so I'm just going to say my sort of my initial knee-jerk reaction to this. Um, so first of all, there's there's really no hardcore in that. That was a straight-up oi. Yep. Um, beyond that, I got to say, uh, the song itself is sort of like undeniably catchy, well-written oi music that I got mm-hmm. no beef with at all, that I like a whole lot. But I, I also must observe uh, the fact that I think the vocals were sort of unequivocally bad, um, yep. but it it doesn't in this particular form of like melodic oi it doesn't detract from the music nearly as much as it might in another form that's not to say that i don't wish that i liked them more because i certainly do but that said uh i i think i could i i think i could uh i could i, I could definitely circumvent that obstacle in the listening process and probably still enjoy the rest of this a whole lot if the if the rest of the music is to this uh, same degree of quality yeah, I, I was looking for, because there's no link to purchase this or anything. This this Mendeku Distac is, is, uh, is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it says it's from Basque country, so it's like, you know, Spain. Yeah. Um, but then it says Vietnam. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm very confused about that as well. <laughs> and so like, I don't know. And, and man, their website sucks. Yes, it does. Uh, I, I don't even know, like it's, 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 it's a fucking mess. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing on it so far as I can tell, um, aside from the front page. But when I try to search, nothing ever works. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a fucking mess for sure. Um, fucking fix it. Right. Indeed. Cause I would love to purchase things from you, but at present I literally can't with any degree of ease, you know, and, and, and for fuck's sake, Bandcamp's a website already set up for you. For Put sure. the fucking, you know, let me buy it off of Bandcamp. Indeed. Right? Yeah. What the fuck? Right? Anyway, that's it. I started looking for a place because when that, when that came in with that guitar, I mean, that's undeniable, right? For sure, yeah. Um, I was definitely having like, uh, like Condor vibes, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, I was like looking for a buy button, I can't. And then dude started singing and I went, eat and hit the fucking brakes on that. <laughs> yeah. wait 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 and listened and that was a hard swallow it was yeah um that was a real hard swallow um i think like you i could probably work my way past this but i need to listen to the rest of this before i make a final decision i agree yeah um because if the rest of the songs musically don't carry as hard as that this is a fucking no-go. For sure. And it's a bummer because I think this dude, it looks like from the write-up here. He's from uh, Combat Force and Repeat Offender. Great bands. Um, yep. Great bands who I enjoy a whole lot. And and musically, this is like totally on point, very much in the vein of the type of oi that I am actively seeking out and purchasing and mm-hmm. listening to at this point in my life. Like totally hit the nail on the head in every way except the vocals are just like not working. It's a part, I mean, partially I think the delivery is bad, but it's, I think exacerbated by the fact that I think they're, they're mixed. Yeah. They're way up front. Yeah. They're way up front. They're, they're super dry. Um, it's just, yeah, they're not, they're not working for me on pretty much any level, which sucks. Cause yeah, the music was, was killer. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is, um, those sort of vocals work in like much harder forms of oi right for sure yeah for sure right that works if you're going to cover cover fucking foreskin's evil right right yeah 
Yeah, that's what you want to fucking sound like. And right? and it's it's interesting because I think with the hyper melodic oi uh, musically, like I I enjoy it being juxtaposed with gruffer vocals and with maybe gruffer oi. It's kind of nice when there there's a little melody injected through the vocal lines. You know sure. what I mean? I think I think juxtaposition is a is a is a powerful tool when used in oi in general. Um, well, like, I think it, I think it's yeah. I think it's also kind of a major theme, right? The juxtaposition of like basically working class knuckleheads playing fucking rock. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, those, those were a hard swallow. I, this, this looks like a slick release, man. The artwork looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to like this a lot. I'm going to have to listen to the rest of it. I'm gonna have to bookmark it Yep, and listen to the rest of it before I make my final decision. Yep, for sure. I'm on the same page. Uh, I wanted I wanted to like this uh, so much more than I was able to, but there's there's still a chance. So I'm gonna I'm for sure gonna check out the rest of this. Um, all right, let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. One. Okay, one is Twin Girls. So uh, we're uh, we're going from Oi straight into straight into indie rock. Um, I'm trying to figure out if this is like a, a solo project because only one person is in the band photo. Looks like they're based out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah, all songs were co-written. Okay, so they're co-written with another individual, um, but it looks like one person probably recorded these. So I think it's just like a essentially a so, solo project with some collaboration. Um, mm-hmm. The song that was re- recommended to us is the last song on here, Away Team. So we'll listen to that. So we're going to hear Away Team by Twin Girls off of their EP, Your Power. Away. All right, we just heard the song Away Team by Twin Girls off of their EP, Your Power. So I, I can probably be pretty brief with this. Um, th- this certainly falls in the realm of my interests, generally speaking. I didn't hear a whole lot of guided by voices in this. Some built to spill for sure, um, kind of evocative of the more lackadaisical corners of the pavement catalog. Um you know, the half-spoken mm-hmm. vocals were reminiscent of Stephen Malkmus when he's in his uh, sort of lazy half-spoken delivery. Um, but I, you know, in 2021, 
especially with so much history to draw from. Um, I guess I just need music in this world to be a lot more compelling than this was. Um, there were some solid melodic motifs in, in here. Clearly the people writing the songs um, are not shitty songwriters by any stretch of the imagination. This by no means straight up sucks, but it also didn't move me in any of the ways that I want college rock of this stripe to, uh, to move me. It didn't make me feel whimsical, uh, which is one way that you can win me over. It didn't make me feel, uh, I, I, I guess, um, it didn't have me reaching for fond memories of my youth and it also didn't have me banging my head in any way. So, you know, missing all of those points, you're kind of missing, you're kind of missing me as a potential listener, which I'm sure is no great loss for you. Um, but, uh, nonetheless, yeah, this is not, while it, while it's certainly in the world, um, of things that I enjoy, you know, this, this didn't really capture my attention, but, uh, Hey, it was a, a valiant enough effort for sure. This sounded like a fucking downer at the end of the night. Yeah. This sounded like it, like the downer navel gazing introspective, like outro song on a pavement record for sure. Yeah. <laughs> or something, you know, Yeah, um, it's not one of the ones that, uh, like sticks with you. Right. Yeah, Definitely. Um, I don't know. There was a bit too much uh, of a fucking navel gazing in this for me. Um, sure. I like stuff like this when it's sardonic and, you know, sarcastic and, um, I guess clings a little bit to some fucking angst and rebellion. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, not when it's just mopey, yeah. you know, fuck off. This is the sort of stuff that like, you know, if I saw this, I would want to see it in the like living room right. of a friend's house, like a low key, like acoustic show uh -huh. so that I could like snort and get up and walk away. <laughs> Oh, I've seen you do that many fucking times. Because <laughs> then you have to like walk through them. Yeah, and I always am just sit left there sitting fucking yanking on my collar. Yeah, so I can go <laughs> and then just get up and fucking walk away. <laughs> like, I, you know, I don't, it's just, man, it doesn't make me feel a fucking way other than like uh, tired and um, I got better things to go do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure, man. Uh, that's that's about where I'm at with this as well. So, um, like I said, does it suck? You know what I mean. For what it is, it's it's just fine. But uh, but definitely did not capture and hold my attention. So uh, there, make of that what you will. Um, all right, let's uh, let's keep it moving. Let's see what's up next. Two. Wow, look at that. All right, two is kidnapped. So this is our John Fett submission. Who it's has, been a minute since we've landed on some from from John Fett, hasn't it? Eh, yeah, maybe a month or so. Yeah. Um, who, you know, as we've pointed out many times, although he's a good friend, um, often his, often his submissions kind of miss the mark for us, but, uh, we, you know, there's, you never fucking know this, this could be the one. John Fett as like, um, with musical discrimination and tastes, mm -hmm. I would say is like a filter with holes the size of baseballs. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a pretty good description for sure. You know? Yeah. A very, a very coarse filter. <laughs> Indeed. Right. Yeah. So um, this, uh, the song that he suggested is uh, indeed the title track. So that aligns with our own in-house rule, our own arbitrary in-house rule. So we are going to listen to Nowhere is Sterile off of the release of the same name by the band Kidnapped. Only to be 
All right, we just heard the song Nowhere is Sterile off the release of the same name by the band Kidnapped from Connecticut. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, perfectly fine. We'll forget about it in 10 minutes. Yeah, for sure. We say that a lot about some, like, like a lot of fast core and power violence and stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it is completely like out of the digestive system, you know, within, within minutes of eating it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it rarely provides a, like a fulfilling meal to me anymore. It rarely bites nearly as hard as you know the classics and that's why the classics are the classics right yeah um they it never fucking bites as hard um it's fine there was some i mean i don't know shit from piss about much right yeah but i will say that there was something about the production on this that i didn't like it sounded uh i i don't know it I, i i don't know what it was it didn't sound I guess, um, raw enough. It sounded a little too clean to me. Yeah. I was going to say like, ironically, uh, in light of the title of the song and the release, this, the, the recording actually sounded incredibly sterile, which I did not like, you know? Yeah. And there, there just wasn't a lot of fucking noise in there to make it ugly. Mm -hmm. Um, which I didn't really like. Um, but that said, being in these sorts of bands is a ton of fun, right? Yeah. But nobody fucking remembers them. Um, and, uh, that's fine. Right. I'm sure that this is fun live. Um, but uh as far as something that I'm gonna like dial up and actually dig into, no, never. Yeah, for sure. I think kind of all of my comments about the uh the indie rock band that we heard previously kind of apply here, which is that, you know, this is definitely generally speaking in my wheelhouse, but I mostly stick to the classics. Uh typically modern imitators don't do a whole lot for me. And this uh this felt a, a little bit weak on the delivery, a little bit sterile. It's just fine. It didn't offend my sensibilities. I'm sure there are plenty of people who like it. But as you, uh, I am certainly not going to spend any time with this. I'm going to forget that uh, we ever listened to this until somebody brings it up, you know, a year from now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I vaguely remember seeing that name on my screen, you know? Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know what it is. I think it's, for me, it's it's the same thing with Grindcore, where what is at least as important as any modicum of songwriting that is in in the music for me mm-hmm. is the absolute ferocity of the fucking delivery. Totally. Yeah. It needs to be absolutely over the fucking top. Yeah. Yeah, right? I agree. For no sure. holding back. If your fucking if your fucking throat is bleeding at the end of performance, right? And you're fucking hoarse and ragged, perfect. Right. Right? Like no holding back. Um and this just did. Yeah. <laughs> it, it held back. Yeah. Right. In, sure. in a lot of different ways. And I don't know, um, for that reason, it just kind of falls into the, uh, into the, it's another drop of, uh, power violence into the ocean of, uh, mediocrity that I hear from so much of this stuff. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, in total concurrence on that. So, um, I guess we can, I guess we can keep it moving. We're really blazing through them at this rate. We might just get through all 10 fucking um, bands. See, here's the thing. I'm trying to hit your hour and a half mark. Oh, word. Well, please, please don't abridge your commentary. We're for trying the to hear out. Here's another thing. So you, you talked about the hour and a half mark is the sweet spot, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm trying to talk a little bit faster, trying to keep it a little peppier. <laughs> yeah. Some of the podcasts I listen to and, I, you know, some of the, you know, YouTube channels that I, that I listen to that have hosts, right? Uh-huh. They tend to like amp up their speech a little bit to, to, to play up themselves a little bit, to give themselves a little more zip, a little more pop. Right. 
<laughs> and in this way, the, the delivery is a little more is, is a little snappier. They sound more excited about things, and and you know, like the histamine tapes are coming out this week. You guys are going to get them pretty soon, you know. And 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 everything is always amped up like that, right? Yeah. And you and I are always kind of like, oh, well, that kind of sucked. <laughs> um, well, that was great. Um, you know, I guess that was pretty good, but it's not something that sticks with me in 2021. Um, you know, I would much rather prefer to hear the progenitors of this instead of the imitators of this. Um, I don't actually really like music. What I like is the, um, the, uh, the foibles involved in making music. I find, uh, failure much more entertaining than actual success when it comes to songwriting. Um, so we sound like fucking bummers, right? Yeah. We have to, we have, we got to pick it up, man. We got to pick it up. Hey, kidnaps coming out of Connecticut. They're doing power violence. It sounds pretty good. I, I, if you're their friends, I bet you this is the best fucking thing going, right? <laughs> but, you know, for me, I, I, I'm so far removed from this sort of stuff. Like, you know, hey, I want to listen to Despise You, right? I want to listen to Man is the Bastard. I, I want to listen to Neanderthal, right? I want to listen to the progenitors, the, f- the, the fury, the progenitors, right? This is fine, but, you know, guys, you're just imitating, right? Pick it up, pick it up, snap it up, make it meaner. Right. That's let's let's try that. Let's just try that. I think we'll probably get through this episode a lot more quickly. We'll hit that hour and a half mark for you. All right, Nate. And I couldn't agree more with you. I think you said it very well. There's nothing else I could add to that. And on that note, I think we should keep it moving. Check out the next thing in the queue. And hopefully we're going to like it even more than we enjoyed Kidnapped. All right. So we're 38 minutes in. We get three down already. Plus our intro. Right. Let's get it on. We got six left. Let's see what happens. Four. All right. With four, we've got Wish to Dream with their self-titled demo out of Seattle, Washington. Like I said, this is one of my best friends in the entire world. Rusty, great guy. If you know him, you're lucky to say that you do. Now, this is stuff in the vein of Uniform Choice and Unity, the later era of, which is often panned, but for me, really hits a sweet spot with late 80s melodic hardcore that not a whole lot of people have replicated. But I am confident that Rusty is going to pull it off here. I'm really excited to hear what he's got on offer, and it looks like the song lengths are short and sweet, which, as you know, is right in our wheelhouse. He suggested the second song. He said that's the closest thing that uh, that he's come to on a banger on this record, and I'll tell you what, I fucking believe him. So we're going to listen to Intangible, Why Wish to Dream off of their self-titled demo.
so we just heard the song Intangible by Wish to Dream off their self-titled demo. I don't think I can keep up the shtick <laughs> any longer. I think I exerted like all of the energy that I had just in doing that for like two minutes. And I also, well, since I know Rusty, I feel like I owe it to him to actually speak with er- some degree of earnestness on on the music that he submitted to our stupid ass show. So, Well, I'm going to tell you that that song was a, that, that was a real stamina drain on me. Um, <laughs> okay, go ahead. I, I really didn't like that. Um, I, I hate the moment that hardcore tries to be more rock and roll. Like, 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 like this style of hardcore Mm -hmm. tries to like incorporate rock. Yeah. And we say rock and roll hardcore is the best form of hardcore. Right. But that we're talking about like, you know, out cold, we're talking about, you know, not youth crew. right? Right. For sure. Um, the moment that youth crew starts to like bring in rock and roll for me, it's dead. I mean, Youth Crew is barely fucking alive as it is, right? I mean, I'm not listening to, I'm not, we've said it before, I'm not listening to modern Youth Crew, right? For sure. It is the hokiest version of hardcore. Yeah. Um, Straight up, I'm not listening to modern Youth Crew. But when it tries to cross the line with like, I don't know, fucking rock and roll, mm-hmm. no thanks. Um, I don't like to hear like, a ton of fucking like you know attempts at like melodic solos in my hardcore i don't really I, I just just give it to me fucking mean and raw just give it to me fucking you know just give it to me with energy this just this feels less exciting than you know what we talk about uniform choice right yeah staring into the sun i can't remember the last time i listened to that record when's the last time you listened to it uh, probably a few months ago. And it's uh, just, it was literally just an experiment. It was to yeah. see like, Hey, have I been unduly hard on this record? And the answer is no, I was not. Unduly it's hard probably on been it. 20 years for me. Right. Yeah. yeah. But screaming for change. Yeah. Listen to it last month. For sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it's kind of a phenomenon too, because upon re-listening to that record, there are some tracks on there that are okay. They're they're very much uh, taken down several pegs by a they're just bloated nature, which is a, a huge issue with a lot of music that that veers off into like cock rock territory and Pat Dubar attempting to sing, which doesn't work really at all. Um, yeah. But like it's kind of a phenomenon like that we talked about with uh, Napalm Death on one of the recent um, Napalm Death Patreon episodes that we did, which is that, you know, the 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 sort of the mid to late 90s era napalm death stuff it's not that it's egregiously bad like on its own merits but for napalm death material it it kind of is because it's not at all what you want from that band especially when you know and have heard that they are capable of making absolute classics in their genre of choice and that's like that's uniform choice for me it's like Screaming for Change is literally one of my favorite hardcore records. And I would argue maybe as far as like having arguable, quantifiable points you could make, maybe one of the single best hardcore records ever put to fucking tape. So, you know, when a few years down the line you do this, even if it's pretty passable and there's a a few songs that are kind of bangers, it's just like, why? why? I don't want this from you on any level. Here's why, because, you know, Again, we're we're t- we're speaking of uniform choice here, not wish to dream. Sure, yeah. Um, but uh, because they couldn't do that right when they wrote "Screaming for Change." Sure, right, right. They 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 weren't the musicians that they were two years later. 
Yeah, that's true for sure. And so when the moment that they can do that, they start to suck, which is why you never get better. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right? <laughs> that's, it's, it's, uh, that is certainly our, that's our official stance on this podcast anyway. Right. Um, like, like, you know, it happens time and time again. Look at, um, um, you know, to, to, to look at movie genres, right. Mm-hmm. To look at movies and uh, let's look at movies. Um, Lord of the Rings, right. Sure. Pretty good. Right. I will admit that uh, nowadays, yeah, they're good, but like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, oh, who cares? Right. Sure. It's, it's kind of overdone at this point. Right. I ain't going to sit down and watch the five hour director's cut of, you know, the fucking return of the King or some shit like that. In fact, I'll probably never watch one of those movies again, as long as I live. Right. Mm. That said, they were fucking good movies. Right. Sure. Thoroughly enjoyable tastefully incorporated modern digital editing and so forth along with like you know practical effects and like lots and lots of and lots and lots and lots of fucking extras and like you know on-site you know like filming and so so forth right Mm -hmm. the hobbit yeah shit show (laughs) absolute shit show for a variety of reasons probably had to do with you know like producers and like you know what the fucking studio wanted and everything like that but it relies so goddamn heavily on everything being a green screen that i remember reading at one point that like ian mcclellan like broke down crying and said that this isn't how he wanted to make a movie this isn't why he started making movies yeah for sure was to act by himself in front of a green screen yeah um because if the technology had existed for Peter Jackson to do that in 1999 when they were filming The Hobbit, he sure as shit would have done that. Yeah, for sure, man. So, so I guess we've <laughs> it's, a, it's a real so back we've, in because we've, we've now distanced ourselves quite a bit from Wish to Dream. We have we have talked about Wish to Wish to Dream, um, not not at all, basically in every way except for by talking about them. So <laughs> so, so yeah, the thing, I didn't like it. Yeah. So the thing the thing I'll say about this is that I I think Rusty um, is I mean he's obviously a very good musician. He's a very talented uh, guitarist and and he's a sure. good songwriter. And sure. I, there are bits of this song that I really like. And anytime Rusty sends me riffs. I, I kind of find myself hitting the same wall, which is always like, man, there are fucking riffs for days in here, but it's a lot to digest. Sometimes it feels a little bit like part salad where it's it's not exactly uh, cohesive in the way that I would prefer for a song to be. And then this this doesn't suffer all of the same pitfalls of like the later era uniform choice and unity stuff. It's not uh, the run times are not bloated. You've to- you've totally abridged the approach of later era uniform choice, which I appreciate. You know, this is a, a minute and thirty nine long song. Uh, the longest song here is two twelve, which again I do genuinely appreciate. And I think that there are nuggets of uh, of some brilliance here in, in the riffs and like the moments in which it feels a little bit more akin to something like Dag Nasty. I found myself gravitating more, or getting pulled back into the song more, and was like, okay, yeah, cool, I can latch onto this. I do like some of the, the late eighties uh, melodic hardcore shit that is, is maybe not as um, maybe not held in this high regard or discussed as frequently like verbal assault and shit. I, I do like that stuff. Um, but I, I think it's, it was also even the best of that material. It's kind of inimitable. It was like very, very time and place. And like, it was very reliant upon the fact that they were bucking against other trends that were happening in hardcore at the time. 
they they capture a certain there's like a certain je ne sais quoi about a lot of stuff from that era the stuff even that's actually good and stands apart and has uh value for for re, you know multiple revisitations later later down the line you know 30 40 40 years after it's uh it's recording even the best of that stuff it's like there are tropes present in it that just like don't survive the passage of time in terms of actually uh, recreating them. And so, so for me, it's because in many ways it sounds genuinely naive. Right. Yeah, for sure. And right. That, and that's the thing you just can't recreate because Rusty's right. a good guitarist. He's a good songwriter. He's trying to do something that was mad specific and like the, 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 yeah, exactly. The naivety of, of, of those folks making those records who were like, you know, at the ripe old age of 23, were like, all right, cool. We're moving on. We're better musicians now. We're going to fucking like, you know, we're going to go for it. We're going to get signed to Megaforce. Right. And they're trying, and they're trying to buck the mold that the past decade has given them. Right. Right. They, they grew out of, you know, the, uh, the, the, the minor threats of the of of the of the first half of the of the decade mm-hmm. and they're looking at the next fucking step and it's really naive because honestly yeah it's enjoyable but that ain't good records right a lot of them are not yeah for sure <laughs> they're just not yeah. like like it sounds childish and naive and it sounds goofy for sure for sure it does it almost never fucking rips it almost never like i guess <sighs> It, it almost never holds water anymore. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, and, and ultimately, you know, it, when there are contemporary bands who are revisiting that era, nine out of 10, nine out of 10 times for me, the bands that actually stick out and, um, and, and get repeated listens for me are the, the bands that are emulating shit. That's more in, in line with the DC sound from that era bands like praise mm-hmm. and, and give and shit like that. Those are the bands sure. for me that have, have stuck in my rotation over the years. And, um, one thing I can give to rusty is that even though our sensibilities on hardcore rarely really align, um, he's a dude who he, he is very much his own man and he is making this record full, full, you know, fully with the knowledge that this is for no one other than himself and 10 other people on the planet. And regardless of that fact, he has uh, thrown his all into it and is bringing his, his a game and his hey. riffs to the table. And I, I respect him for that, but like, I think predictably, um, you know, this, this doesn't do a ton for me, but I, I tip my hat to him for being, being exactly the man that he wants to be, you know? No, you, you have to, right? I mean, if you don't think your band's fucking good, don't do it. Right. For sure. Um, and, uh, come correct. Like not even, not even trying to like paint another picture. It says for fans of the other uniform choice LP. Right. For sure. And because like, that's what everybody fucking knows. <laughs> right. And like Rusty, while he does like relish uh, being a contrarian, his opinions are also real. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he sure. really does think that that record is better than Screaming for Change. And he's fucking wrong as shit. But like, again, I respect him for like really feeling that way and like feeling that way strongly enough that he fucking sat down and recorded and released this demo. So. Um, but, uh, but yeah, let's, uh, on that note, you know, like I said, tip of the hat to rusty, not my speed, but, uh, but I respect what you're doing regardless and, uh, you're a good dude. So let's, uh, let's roll the dice and keep it moving. Two. All right. Two is, uh, Mitternacht. So this is the, this is the band, uh, that is a solo project by an individual who evidently his previous solo material, we, we roasted. Um, 
So this is, let's see, a three-song demo. Um, he suggested that we listen to the second song. He said it 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 uh, it was more musical, whatever that means. Um, sometimes that's the exact opposite of what yeah, we want, especially from black metal. So yeah. Um, but nonetheless, we're, we'll go with your uh, we'll go with your suggestion. So we are going to listen to "Plagued by Wrath" by Mitcher Knocked off of their demo "Blasphemous Warfare."
Okay, so we just heard the song Plagued by Wrath by Mitternacht off of their demo, Blasphemous Warfare. And uh, before I actually talk about the music on this, which I'm just going to say straight up, I actually liked a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I, So I was thinking about something, and this is, uh, look, I don't want anybody to take this too seriously, and I'm sure it's incorrect, but I'm just going to float a wild-ass theory as the fucking gears were turning in my brain while I was listening to this. So I'm going to point out a couple of things. So first of all, this is a U.S.-based black metal band that nonetheless uh, adopts a German moniker, Mitternacht, Midnight. Um, mm-hmm. They also have a German flag, flag of a battle flag of Deutschland in the corner there, right? Um, it's called Blasphemous Warfare, which seems innocuous enough, but like any time you include warfare in your black metal thing, it could go one of two ways, and we both know what one of those directions holds, right? So there are some things here that are are coalescing to create at least an air of potential sketchiness not strong right there's not a strong sort of like um there's not a strong thread of sketchiness here but there's at least the hint of it which for my taste as we've discussed on the show is something that when it's present in black metal i'm i'm perfectly fine with like i i i like that i like the presence of the sort of like uh of material that that causes you to perk up your ears and listen a little closer and go hmm is this racist you know um so eric who submitted this or should i say sigillum um i was he said you know he submitted one of his or or one of his previous bands was submitted and it got a pretty hilarious roast and he said caused an interesting discussion what if what if Eric's old band was the solo racist oi? <laughs> you know? What if he's moved on to the next tier of racist music now, which is black metal? You know? I, I don't, I, that's a pretty big fucking jump because this was a lot more fucking competent than the fucking racist noise. It was. And if that's the case, then man, good for you, Eric, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, like I said, I, it was just, it, I'm sure it is a total bullshit theory. It's just, it's one that nonetheless popped into my head and I needed to share. But um, yo, you were right, Eric. This does indeed wear its influences on its sleeve, but uh, it does it in a way that was uh, very pleasing to my ears. Um, I mean, you know, we were just talking about a scene of naive early 20-somethings that uh, made music that that possesses qualities that are hard to replicate in, in the present day. Certainly the black metal scene that you're drawing from uh, falls into that category as well. But I think you pulled it off with uh, with a, a convincing degree of expertise here. This was, uh, this was really good. I think it emphasized all of the elements of that wave of black metal um, that I enjoy. And, and frankly, too, even though they're name checked frequently, I suppose, or maybe not so frequently now in 2021 for obvious reasons, I don't actually hear a lot of contemporary bands that um, pull in the better elements of Burzum, of like Bur- Burzum's early material. But there was more than a little Burzum in this, which as a as a super fan of uh, Varg's work myself, um, I was I was super pleased by. And obviously there's a whole lot else going on, but there were riffs in here that I was like, yeah, this is straight up a fucking Burzum riff. And uh, and it and it pleased me, it made me very happy. So yeah, um, I, I liked this a lot. This is a style of black metal that I don't think is often pulled off um, this well in, uh, in 2021. I thought this was about about as good as this gets in the in the present day. Yeah. Well, here's another little uh, another little uh, fuel for your cons- for for your for your uh, conspiracy theory here. Okay. The painting there, right, is the sacking of Rome. Uh huh. Um, and pardon me, the sacking of Jerusalem by oh. the Romans. Oh, okay. 
It's the sacking of the Jews. It's, <laughs> it's the Jewish war. <laughs> okay. All right. So this feels, it feels maybe a little racist, you know, it feels maybe a little fascist. Um, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Eric, listen, man, you know, we're not homies. I don't fucking know you. You know, regardless of the fact that I might think your beliefs suck ass and that you're a complete fucking retard. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You're, you're, you're now. Now it sounds like you're, you're, you're basically fully crossing the chasm. No, I'm not. I was literally no bridge of evidence no, no, no. whatsoever. <laughs> no, I'm saying hypothetically, if this is the case, right? If this is this, is, I was, I was finishing that thought. If this is the case, and you do indeed hold these beliefs that I do find abhorrent. Um, you know, I, I don't know you, I got no fucking dog in the race. I got no skin in the game, write us and let us know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you included your name in the email, whatever. If, if you were the racist oi guy, we already played your other band on the show. There's no way that's the fucking <laughs> racist oi guy. But just on the off chance that it is, don't be scared to speak up. I want to know, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying on the off chance that you're hearing this message write us and let us know if you're the racist white guy <laughs> but you're probably not um either way i uh <laughs> I, I liked that a whole lot um i don't know if it i don't know if it's fascist or not um but something in me tells me that even if it isn't you're at least we'll say you're at least more comfortable with flirting with the imagery than most people might be so that in and of itself maybe reveals something about where you lie on the fucking political spectrum you know so um, this is fine. I like this just fine. And I don't typically, I mean, this is definitely hearkening back to, you know, early forms of black metal. Sure. Um, definitely sounds like a one man project. That's fine too. Has yeah. that nice lo-fi quality to it, um, which is uh, pretty good. This thing, th these songs are of an appropriate length given this style. If mm -hmm. these were like seven minute tracks, I'm out. Sure, yeah, agreed. Right, there's not enough happening in these songs to keep to hold my interest for longer than like the four minutes and six sec six seconds that this song was. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that like that's where, you know, that's where like the, a lot of those classics like fucking Transylvanian Hunger just kind of fucking lose me. I don't need to hear that fucking song for eight minutes. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, I get it. But that's also the we've said before, that's also the point of that, right? Right. Um, so this is uh, you know, basically, you know, early uh black metal, uh black metal inspired by like, you know, early Scandinavian bands. Sure. Um, that uh keeps a fucking leash on it essentially. Yeah. Yeah, for which, sure. Which uh which I liked. I like the low fineness of it. Um, this isn't, I, I, as I always assert, I like the more bonkers fucking, you know, forms of black metal. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is fine. This scratches an inch. This is, uh, this is good wintertime driving music. Yeah, it certainly is. We, we, we talk about, uh, summertime driving music a lot. This is good wintertime driving music. This is definitely sure. wintertime driving music. And, uh, um, you know, it's, uh, toe the line, man. If, 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 if uh. If Gray thinks you're a fascist, you're towing the line, right? <laughs> Keep it up. That's what I say. I don't think you're a fascist. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think that uh, flirting with the Teutonic imagery and, um, you know, just kind of towing up that line, it's nice. It's refreshing. Right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Keep, them, keep them guessing. Right? I, I, everybody, everybody, fucking, everybody, fucking wears. Like I said before, everybody fucking wears their trademarked rebellion on their fucking t-shirt or emblazoned on the back of their car anymore. 
keep them guessing. <laughs> For sure. I do. I got to say, jokes aside, I do like I do like just the idea of keeping them guessing. You know what I mean? It's just like, hey, who knows? Who knows? Maybe I am fascist. And I like it better if you're not. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, right. it's, it's much sicker if you're actually not secretly fascist, but you're nonetheless comfortable enough with yourself to let other people believe that you might. <laughs> you might be, you know. Yeah, let them let them guess. Who let cares? Them, let them guess. So, yeah, I like that. I'm definitely going to listen to the uh, the other two tracks on this. That was sick. I would, uh, if you do, if you do anything else, send it over. I will, uh, I'll for sure check it out. So, um, so we uh, we only have like two phone messages tonight. So let's roll the dice and do one more before we uh, pivot to voicemails. All right, three. I don't think we've cracked four this episode, have we? I don't think we have on the dice. No. Um, all right, cool. So this is Cyst with Evil. Uh, the Bandcamp is cyst1.bandcamp.com. I, like I said, we definitely listened to this other stuff, but like I don't remember anything about it. And like, just sorry, sorry to to Nicholas B. Sales who sent this in. I don't remember a fucking single thing about it. I remember the art, um, and that's about it. So um, he said that the first track on here is most representative of, of what they're trying to do with this. So we are going to listen to Letter Bomb by Sist off of their EP Evil.
Okay, we just heard the song Letter Bomb by Sist off of their EP Evil. And I want to point out real quick that uh, the individual on drums and sound effects and uh, who did all of the mixing and recording uh, on this is uh, a guy named Nick, who is also responsible for uh, a project, a solo project that you really liked that we had on the show recently, Window Phase. Okay. So he, uh, that's, so yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't really remember listening to the first Sist release, but I did remember, um, when that name popped up in the email, I remembered that I had seen it previously. Um, so that must've been, that must've been where I knew it from. So, um, well, I, and there he is in the picture of the band with, uh, in, in the lower right. Yep. Or in the lower left. Yeah. Yep. Lower left. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and the picture of the band, I think it tells you a lot about this too, right? Because like, you know, it's, it's, these are folks who, even though they're playing something that like broadly speaking, like falls in the hardcore realm, I guess, um, is they're like decidedly not hardcore kids as you might imagine them, at, at least sure. not hardcore kids that would belong to sort of like a major metropolitan population of like punks and hardcore kids. Well, and yeah, I, you can kind of pick that up from uh, the ham bone sort of expressions that they're wearing for sure uh the bass player in particular yeah for sure got the big the big swishy shorts on you know what i mean um, yeah like they don't have the fashion dialed in for um, sure which you know is neither here nor there because honestly it's pretty fucking tedious to see everybody all you know as much as the punks bitch about the fucking fashion boy do they bite on it hook line and sinker for sure right and and that's what well and that's what i was gonna say is it's kind of like you can you can hear that fact reflected in the music too in a, in a in a refreshing way in the sense that like they're clearly doing something that is squarely their own interpretation of hardcore punk that is filtered through the eve sam new jersey lens whatever that may be you know what i mean through the lens of a dude who looks like he would be just as at home playing in a rush cover band as he is playing in the band cyst you know what i'm saying like right and i do genuinely appreciate about that about this and i appreciated the weirdness of uh nick's solo project window phase but i said about that stuff that i i think i liked it conceptually more than i did musically um but i definitely liked that musically more than i liked this and this had the same um you know what i would characterize as incredibly clumsy production style but it it didn't it didn't feel like it served the music in the same way that it kind of at least arguably served the music for the window phase material um i can tell that as you described you have been listening to butthole surfers and pink floyd you're doing some uh extendo jams in there um mm -hmm. i don't know man i can't comment on this much beyond that i feel like this is the reflection of of three uh of three misfits getting together and having a good time and and not a whole lot more beyond that i i like that it's weird but like it musically it did you know very little for me yeah so this was and, and it this touches back also to um um the um wish to dream mm -hmm. in a way for me in that this is clearly, you know, up front, they're stating the fact that, you know, we've listened to butthole surfers and so forth a lot, right? Sure. This doesn't sound um, organically inspired by it so much as, you know, trying to do a thing. This sounds hammed up. Sure. Yeah. 
yeah. in a way. Especially the jam right. band elements of this, yeah. Yeah, it sounds hammed up in a way. Like the hardcore part was fine. It wasn't here nor there. It was definitely, um, you know, local basement filler band sort of hardcore. Sure. Um, but the the jam bands, the jam band felt really shoehorned in. Yeah. It didn't feel like an organic component of the song because the song basically just kind of like was over um, about a minute 20 in or so, a minute 25 in. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it was like that jam band part, right? Right. It didn't feel like it was just sort of organically incorporated or part of the DNA of the rest of the song in any way. For sure. Um, and that just didn't, it, it wasn't seamless in that way. Um, to me, it didn't sound, when we, when, when we listened, um, fuck, and of course, what was the name of the other band? The, uh, the drummer? Window Phase. When, when we listened to Window Phase, right, that felt organically weird. Yeah, for sure. This felt like it was, and just also because of the, you know, the picture of you goofballs there, um, especially the guitar playing the bass player, this sounds like you guys want people to think you're weird. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right? for sure. I agree with that. Um, um, so, I mean, musically, it's not to my taste, but it's, it, it, I didn't find it as interesting for that reason. Um, yes, definitely, you know, go back and listen to some early butthole surfers for sure. And, uh, try to recreate some of those songs. You probably end up with something pretty close to that if you've never done it before. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess you did what you wanted. Um, I don't know how successful it was though. I would like to hear like workshop this for a while right mm-hmm. i don't know how long they've been working on this right um but i'm assuming the way things work anymore it's you know six months or whatever right sure. maybe a year but like i don't know if you stuck with this what what, what could you do with this if you got a feel for a, a better feel for the music right for sure and made it your own thing right yeah. instead of trying to sound like another band it becomes your own thing yeah Agreed. I would, I would certainly like to hear this idea um, workshopped a little bit longer and, and fleshed out for sure. Yeah. Because otherwise this just sounds, this just sounds like uh, um D list local tier basement, you know, filler band for sure. Um, so on that, we've, uh, we've only got two voicemails, so let's, uh, let's listen to them real quick. And then, uh, then oh, we, got, we got, uh, we got, we uh, f- got, what do we got? 13 minutes and uh, 15 seconds left to hit that uh, minute, uh, 90 minute mark for you. I think we can do it. All right, let's do it. All right. Hey there. Uh, congratulations on starting a label. And I know it's hard to come up with a unique band name nowadays, but who would want to eat a bratwurst cold? That's the only question I'm asking. Yeah, a few people have made the uh, the cold brats joke. Um, yeah. And uh, to be frank, I would eat a bratwurst cold. I mean, I, I suppose yeah. my. Uh, my opinion as the resident vegan doesn't hold much much weight, but uh, I always felt that brats were the superior the superior sausage variety. Um, oh man, kielbasa! Oh, kielbasa is real good. Kielbasa is I mean, brats are pretty good, but mm, kielbasa? Are you kidding me? Right? An argument could be made for sure. Um, I ate some cold kielbasa the other day with some cold sauerkraut. That was good. Cooked it up in the crock pot, pulled it out of the fridge the next day, and ate the rest of it. Delicious. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, I, I would I would eat a cold brat. Um, I got no bones to pick with anybody who uh, who chooses to do that. So um, let's uh, let's listen to this next one. <laughs> that song about smoking weed sucked, but I like smoking weed a lot. I'm smoking weed right now. How much does it? How much does it make you think I'm a scumbag motherfucker? I'm smoking a big joint while I'm talking to you on the phone. You know what I like more than smoking weed? 
smoking cock. I'd love to smoke your cocks, both of them at the same time. Bet you could fit them in here. They're probably pretty small. Anyway, holler at me if you ever want a dirty weed head to smoke your cocks, you flaming hot sexy boys. Adios. <laughs> That's a pretty good call. That was a pretty good call. It, uh, I like, I like that the delivery, the content, everything about it felt like an early Kevin Smith, like something from an early Kevin Smith film. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it was good. I, I got, <laughs> God, I got nothing to say to that. That was, that was just a, a real, uh, it was a top tier call. I liked that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. All right. Let's get these text messages out of the way. We got 10 minutes. Okay. So first of all, we've got, uh, so this is, I'm just going to read it verbatim. This is Will. Death was brought up by a caller on the Apology Cast episode, but coincidentally, I've been listening to them, to them a lot lately, specifically human and symbolic. Random fact I just learned, Eric Brecht from DRI played drums for them in 1985 when Chuck briefly moved to the Bay. It may not be worth bringing up, but I thought it was cool and gets back to the ongoing combo about extreme music forms influencing and bleeding into each other, especially that being a quote unquote special era for punk hardcore metal and family tree and nerdery. Yeah, that actually is uh that that is just the sort of bullshit yeah. factoid that does interest me. And uh, pretty pretty cool little tidbit. Yeah, and it does fit very, very tightly into that ongoing conversation. Uh, that that era was there was just so much cross pollination going on and uh it created a lot of really, really fucking cool shit. So yeah, that's uh that's a cool little fact. Thanks, uh thanks to Will for uh for uh, illuminating illuminating us. Um, all right. Then we've got uh, G. Michael Thomas gets my vote for best caller solely off the strength of that name. What a lucky man. I bet that name benches 325 easy. Honorable mention, Larry Gargas. Same reason. Peace, love, and chicken grease. Fatty. Yeah, for real. The, the, those are both pretty solid names, right? Yeah, for sure. No doubt. I know, I know a contractor that I hired to like spray herbicide and shit on my, you know, for work. Mm-hmm. His name is Tex Eisenhower. Wow, that's a good fucking name. <laughs> He's got the best fucking name I've ever heard in my life. Tex Eisenhower. That sounds like uh that sounds like a Kurt Russell character. It really does. It really does. Uh, that makes me kind of jealous. G. Michael Thomas is a pretty good name too. It's very G. Michael Thomas is very literary literary. You know it does. I mean? It's but when you have your first initial and then you your second, you know, your middle name is mm-hmm. what you you know. You do sound, uh, you sound a little hoity-toity. I think that's what my mom wanted me to go for. Like, that's what she imagined in her head was like, C. Gray I Gordon. would do C. Gray Gordon. But... C. Gray Gordon poop. C. Gray Gordon pee. Right? <laughs> C. Gray Gordon eat pizza. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think I ended up being a lot, le- a lot less dignified and refined than she imagined. <laughs> so... Um, all right, so uh, oh yeah, so somebody asked, uh, or say, they said, "Yo, stoked on the histamine tape drop." But I was wondering if ten dollar and up patrons will be receiving these ones too, or if that was just the cold rats tape. Thanks, peace. And uh, I texted this individual back and said, "Yes, uh, for sure, ten dollar patrons. As long as you're subscribed, you get everything that we put out via the label." Um, so there you go. Simple, simple question, simple answer. If you're giving us that much money a month, then you, at the very least, deserve a fucking tape every four months. Next up, uh, deep dive into Invigorator's new pummeling EP as heard on Demolition, and I realized they scream most of their material except for As the World Goes Black. So, hey, shout out to Invigorator for keeping the artistic integrity for that major slab of melodic thrash destruction. I think that was also <laughs> Joe Stevens. That, that, I, I can hear Joe's voice. <laughs> yeah, right? so can I. I see the 317 area code. I can hear his voice saying that. Yeah, same. Uh, and, and total concurrence. Shout out to Invigorator eternally. Um, 
um, you know, hails for, for now and all time. Uh, then last up, we've got, if any Mississippi or Southern folks around Maggie, Mississippi, want to hang, fish, swim, or kick dogs, me and my bud are selling fireworks in the parking lot of Shoe Show across from McAllister Deli. Stop by the 24th through the 1st or holler back on this piece of shit. Fuck you, Nate and Gray. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is an inter- so this is a 412 area code as well. It is. Uh, that's fucking Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm curious as to who that might be. I, I, I'm into this because what, what what if this became like a uh, like a like our our text specifically mm-hmm. right became like a Craigslist misconnections that would be nice I would, I would with us as the intermediary reading reading the the posts and the and the responses yeah I mean I would fucking relish the opportunity to be able to serve in that capacity yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Um, yeah, that would be really good. Um, all right. So on that note, we can wrap it up. Like I said, there's still histamine tapes up for grabs, demolition.bigcartel.com. Um, if you haven't got one, you should get one. They're really, really fucking good. Um, beyond that, if you want to submit music, demolitionpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old. If you want to become a patron, it's patreon.com slash podcast. If you subscribe at the $10 and up tier, you get all the tapes that we put out. $5 gets you access to all of the Patreon content that we do. We are finally, finally, blessedly about to wrap up the Napalm Death Family Tree series. We got one more to go, then we're out of that bitch forever. And uh, if you want to call in or shoot us a text message, it is 260-222-8341. Rate and review on iTunes. Tell your friends. All of that shit. Beyond that, we actually managed to come in at under a fucking hour and a half, and I'm feeling real good about it, so I don't want to throw us off. Um, We will catch you on the next episode. Peace.